Hey folks, Mad Cat here from The Balcony Show. Now if you haven't heard about Anchor, well then I gotta tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. And who the hell doesn't love free? I know I do. I mean, come on. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And talk about doing the legwork. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Cheers and be well, and keep listening to us right here on The Balcony Show. Coming to you from the top of the Poconos, it's The Balcony Show with your host, Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music, so you don't have to. So here we go, The Balcony Show. And here we go. We're we're in studio. We're here. We're just so excited. I'm not alive <laughs> for like a hot second there. I totally thought you were going to mock my tone in that opening. Nope. See, I didn't. That's amazing. But uh, I was thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, I, I totally sensed it with the way you started. Here we go. I'm like, ah. Busted. So, very excited today for today's show. We have Province of Thieves, who is our Reverb Nation first selection from our our campaign, our ongoing campaign. Yeah. So this is this is setting the bar, I think, a little high. You know, if you want to get on the show, that's the way to do it right now. Kind of like that's the only way you're going to do it is to. Go through our Reverb Nation campaign because the f- end of the year is fast approaching. Yeah. so if It you, is, too, man. This year just, like, kind of flew. A lot quicker than I thought it would, honestly. I'm not a fan. You know, you know what? I, I think that means I'm just doing too many things. I got to go back to doing nothing and slacking. <laughs> but <laughs> first... No, useless facts. <laughs> facts that don't mean... Useless facts. Facts that are freaking useless. Useless. And so here we are on today's useless facts. Let's see. Useless fact number one. We're just going to get right into it, folks. Useless fact number one. Your stomach has to produce a new layer of mucus every two weeks. Otherwise, it will digest itself. <laughs> can, we, can we lose weight that way? You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to digest some of myself right now. I think I got pieces of myself that have been laying around in there since 1985. <laughs> yeah, no, see? So, That's my thing wild. is, where does that mucus go? Ew, I don't know. I guess it would just... Because maybe because of the, I'm gonna talk like I know stuff now. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I mean, you have acid in your stomach, so you'd have to assume that it would eat away yeah, at it over time. Crazy. So your body has to replace that. Thank that's, you, Doctor Mad. That's just a logical deduction. Oh, my doctor, Doctor Mad Cat. That's because of that doobie I smoked in fifth grade. It's, it's, you know when everything just makes sense. Yo, man. Or it's, it's as all simple coming as, together. It's it just, all. It just comes out of your puku kachu. <laughs> well, that's a fine thought. Puku <laughs> And on to useless fact number two. Useless fact number two. More people are killed annually by donkeys than airplane crashes. Did you know that? There's a reason they're called an ass. But I did not know that donkeys were killed. I never thought of them as killers. They're stubborn and they're fast with the feet. Yeah. Seriously, I had, I yeah. mean, I've been around donkeys before. It's not like I don't know what they are, but I I just never looked at them and thought, serial killer. I mean, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> we had a couple, we had a, uh, we had a couple donkeys. I mean, we were, we were fortunate. We had many donkeys who were really good, but when you're, when we would be out there in the donkey hunting, you know, looking to find a donkey to keep in our petting zoo or whatever, you know, we found a lot of them that were some pretty violent, stubborn little bastards. We had one that loved sugar babies. 
Remember yeah. the candy sugar babies? Oh, yeah. with the, all he had to do was see a piece of yellow in your shirt pocket. Oh yeah. Oh no, it was on, man. Aww, he would come from so around. The, yeah, he'd come from around, wherever he was. If you walked up to that fence and you had a white or that yellow thing, yeah, he saw that and he was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and That's it takes cute. a lot to move an ass like that. Yeah. <laughs> We have plenty of horses that like. I mean, if they saw that you just had a and shirt pocket. And chewing tobacco. Yeah. Love the chewing tobacco. Wow. And that's what these horses, would, this, this particular horse would do. Like, you know, he didn't know if you had tobacco in there or not. He saw the pocket, which would customarily house the tobacco that he would get. And he would just go rip the pockets right off. If you had a pocket, gone. Welcome by my useless fact number three. Crocodiles and alligators are surprisingly fast on land. Although they are rapid, they are not agile. So if being chased by one, running a zigzag line to lose him or her. <laughs> I had this vision of you when I read this, of, of the mad cat, like, running back and forth with a crocodile. Let I mean, me that could be something. really funny. Let me, let me, let me <laughs> tell you something. Can, can we make a clip up? Of, you know, you're I an wonder. actor. That would be really funny. The mad cat. How to avoid a yeah. crocodile a short. Um, you, don't, you certainly don't learn anything from watching Saturday morning cartoons. That's, that's, that's for sure. When I was a young mad cat, uh, I, I had gone into my aunt's one barn, and I did not realize that her Dalmatian had just had pups. So, oh, my God, I had to be, like, maybe seven or eight. I mean, hell, I was so dumb. I might have been 15 now. But... We sit there, uh, so she comes, you know, Samantha was the name of the dog. I, I, it weirds me out when dogs have human names. You know, it's like, hi, yeah, Bob. Hi, Bob. Are you wagging your tail today? <laughs> but Samantha, com- Samantha I comes. I love, I love boy, like real boy names for dogs. It's just so Ew, weird. No, no. Oh, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Because you're outside, like, back door open. You know, Timmy, get in here. That just sounds sad. Like, no. My dog's name is Tim. Timmy. I don't get it. No. So, anyways, your dog sit, Bobby. And stay. <laughs> Bobby, get in here. I start running from the dog, okay. And so, as I'm running from the dog, the the Bugs Bunny cartoon I had just watched only an hour ago about where he's freaking out running from a bear and drops and plays dead, and the bear sniffs him and goes away. Okay, this made sense in my head, and I decided to oh, apply no. it to the dog. So I dropped and played dead. Dog did not go away. No. Dog. No. Dog took right into my leg. It was good. You know what's worse? Than yeah, that? your uncle, who was a Vietnam vet, walking up, sticking his finger right in the dog bite hole, saying, "That is that Eric? That's worse." <laughs> now you know. I did that. Somebody, um, I was went in to feed a sow, pigs. No, oh, yeah. And she had just given birth. Take me mean. Ah, take me mean. Yeah, I did a swan dive followed by a front layout out of that. <laughs> I had never heard anything scream like that in my entire life. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's almost like a banshee scream when yeah. when they scream like that, a pig. It's it's yeah, never forget it. And never forget how fast I moved either. <laughs> so Yeah, I do. A lot of people don't take into account for exactly how fast pigs can move. Oh, you know, they, they may, tubby they may be, but they, like, take off like rockets. Okay. Useless fact number four. Let's just get on with this. Boy, we're long-winded today. Hmm. We are. Hmm. Hmm. So, yes, number four. Count the number of cricket chirps in a 15-second period. Add 37 to the total, and your result will be... A, your result will be very close to the actual outdoor Fahrenheit temperature. Get you, the hell out of here. Did you know that? I did no, not know that. I can't buy that. Find me a cricket. <laughs> it's facts. I, <laughs> but That's really cool. But that's well, cool to know. Try that. yeah. It's cool to know. So we're going to put that to the test, I think. Uh, okay. Well, let me know what your results are. Okay. So, where are we at here? Useless fact number five. In 1778, fashionable women of Paris never went out in blustery weather without a lightning rod attached to their hats. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why, gee, Margaret, you're sporting a rather fine lightning rod today. Can you imagine? Why? I have. They did a a lot of weird stuff back then, man. It's like. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, could, but could you do a lightning storm? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd just like to stand on the street and watch. You know, and I, I, <laughs> that would be a spectator sport yeah, for me. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the, the the funny thing is that, you know, people sit there and they, they malign uh, social media with all its, its non-truths and, and BS and stuff like that, like, like humanity has never dealt with this stuff. But you consider that stuff throughout the, you know, like the Victorian era and all that stuff. In the world of adventure, there's a lot of crazy there was, stuff. There were dudes out there just hammering two things together. <laughs> oh, this will cure this. I mean, the, you know, the yeah. wa- the water diviner thingy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you had stuff like that, but you were able to sell that stuff to these people because, well, they didn't know. You know what I mean? Well, but, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So there you have it. I'm Anyways, saying. thanks, Madcap, for the useless facts, and we're gonna get things started with a song from Strawman and the Jackdaws, and the name of the song <laughs> is "Knock on Wood." I did it. I All right, we'll be right back with the rest of the show. Sneak out on tiptoes to keep, keep quiet. On the river stones, leave all this behind you. The cinder pipeline. Come on, count all the pebbles stuck on your shoes. We'll fall for all these words to fight him for. Get up again and never tired of life. The trick is now to show it. For now, but no combo For now, but no combo. For now, but knock on. And we are back on the balcony show, and right now we have the song Whiskey Saved the World by Province of Thieves. And when we come back, we're gonna have Brad Davidson on the line to tell us about how whiskey saved the world. Because I know whiskey certainly wrecked my <laughs> world a few times. So here we go. Sit down, give it a listen. La la la. Thank you. 
summer night at Moochie's bar When I saw a light up in the sky approaching from afar It made another worldly sound as it coasted to a halt And hovered right above my head and froze me to the spot Well a light beamed down and there appeared a creature green and tall And when it talked its words took on a decent southern drawl See it spoke into this shiny box with a tiny booming speaker That translated what it said into Take me to y'all's leader Well since I weren't on speaking terms with the current president Those letters from the FBI had instructed me to quit Last I tried, I was denied a word with the governor. I turned around and led that thing straight back to Moochie's bar. If I had been sober, if I hadn't hit the sauce, things might have turned out different and the earth might have been lost. You may not believe me, I'll admit it sounds absurd, but I swear to God we're all still here because whiskey saved the world. There, all that remained were five or ten diehards Gathered round the table for a drunken game of cards They all looked up through bloodshot eyes Then slowly hung their heads Except the man we'd come to see And I pointed right at Jed Well, he looked that creature up and down And gave a friendly wink Gestured to an empty chair Said, friend, let's have a drink that alien looked first at me and then gave Jed a stare Then crossed the room, ducked a ceiling fan and slipped to the chair Well that thing made funny noises and the box said Are you in charge? Well I'm here to set surrender terms This planet will be ours Old Jed leaned in and with a laugh said Here's the deal, alright If you can hold more liquor than me We won't put up a fight if he'd thought it over, if he'd been more self-aware He might have thought it odd there weren't no earthling in that chair You may have your doubts that what I'm telling you occurred But on my grave I swear it's true, whiskey saves the world behind the bar So Jed reached in a duffel bag and produced a mason jar As he unscrewed the lid he said Now since you are our guest It's tradition here on earth that we only share our best Well he wiped a couple glasses clean with the corner of his shirt Filled each to the brim Just the sight made my head hurt he slid one across the table and put the other to his lips And downed it as that alien took a tentative first sip Now, getting that first swallow down is a matter of pure will And I watched that green alien turn greener even still But to its credit, wasn't until halfway through glass eight That it said in slurred alienese Yo, can keep this if it hadn't preconceived that humans would be weak The end result would surely have been quite a bit more bleak I know what you're thinking, you're assuming I'm disturbed But I'm saying to you, and it's the truth Whiskey saves the world I got up, I turned on Channel 9 And on the news they told us of a most peculiar night Seems this light from space had flown in straight So witnesses described Then left a couple hours later Swerving across the sky If we'd all been sober If we hadn't hit the soft Things might have turned out different And the earth might have been lost You may not believe me but that's the plain and honest truth How whiskey saved the world Yes, that's the truth, so help me 
Whiskey saved the world. At least that's how I remember it. Yep, whiskey saved the world. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the balcony, and we are very excited because we have our first Reverb Nation selection from our recent campaign. And the name of the band is Province of Thieves, and we have the lead singer, vocals, uh, ukulele, and a, I don't know how to say that instrument, a bazooka? A bazooka? <laughs> Irish bazooki. A bazooki. Yeah, never, I don't even know what a bazooki is. It, it sounded a little dirty to me, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. Something sounded dirty to Anne. <laughs> wow. Brad, meet Anne. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> we just heard your uh, song, Whiskey Save the World, which is a fan favorite, I hear. So you want to tell our listeners something about this song? Although I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, well, it's, it's a totally true story, of course. So, uh, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is that, that's one that... Um, you know, again, we're as you can probably tell from the music, we fall into the modern folk category. But um, with uh, and, and you said you mentioned I was the the lead singer. I'm actually one of three lead singers, but um, so we've got three songwriters, and we we mix things up. So there's a lot of different influences that come in. But I had this this hankering to do a story song at one point, and somehow or another, the idea of saving the world with a drinking contest uh, <laughs> came to mind. <laughs> As, as such ideas do, of course. Um, so, yeah, it was like, I, know, I know Greg was a little skeptical when I first brought uh, Greg, uh, Greg Moore, my partner in crime. He was a little skeptical when I told him I was going to write a song about that. I was like, uh-huh. But, <laughs> and you guys have been together for a long time. I mean, you and Greg have been uh, friends for a long time. For Yeah, Greg and Greg for well, a couple decades now. Uh, we we actually started playing together uh, for a, a church service back in 2005. And when that petered out a few years later, we, we started up province of thieves. So, yeah. <laughs> All I got to say is I noticed on your website, you, there's 2012, you know, you, you were really good until like 2019, 2020, forget it. <laughs> 2020 isn't even, and, and you're just like too done with 2020. 2021 is just over too. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's, it's been an interesting couple of years. Like, well, we've kind of gone into the uh, gone back into creative mode. So you you mentioned keeping the music going. We've got another album in the works right now. So that's we've been trying to use the time wisely and still playing a few shows here and there. So. But I, it just gave me kind of a chuckle because it it really is representation of what a lot of people are going through right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, which brings me to weight of sky, which is a totally different animal. Um, I, I, I really, really, I know what I think weight of sky is about, but, uh, would you give our (laughs) listeners some kind of, uh, Uh, well, one of the questions that we get asked a lot is like, where, where did the songs come from and i really never have a good answer because they all kind of evolved differently so that particular song was uh it came about through some experimentation with the guitar um and some different uh, capos i was playing around with um and it was a a chord progression really it was just sort of a it it all came together that the music came first essentially in that case and i really didn't have lyrics for months (laughs) probably i just kept playing that music over and over again and it just oh, started wow. forming. It started forming the imagery, and so the whole song really is just purely imagery. Um, it revolves around uh, a, a a bird <laughs> flying very high in the sky, and so way to the sky basically was just uh, trying to look at things through the eyes of a bird, noticing the the curve of the earth, and not really understanding why it is the way it is. So <laughs> that was kind of where I would have never. From. Yeah. No. See. No, yeah. That's actually fantastic. I, I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Never would have thought that. Boy, yeah, no. Well, the, Greg, Greg likes to tell me the best lyrics are the ones that you can't explain exactly what they mean. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's like universal interpretation. What I mean, whatever, right. whatever, whatever you interpret it as is, okay, yeah, that's it. So there that's are it. six of you in this band. Correct. That's, that's a lot of musicians moving around. 
Yeah, you know? it's it's grown a lot. I mean, like like you said, uh, Greg and I started this what nine, nine years ago now, uh, and then we added uh, Steve Allen on the banjo and um, guitar and vocals as well. So we ha- we entered into three part ter- ter- uh, three part harmony territory around 2014. Did that for about a year. Started preparing for the Laverna album that Waited the Sky was on, and it was uh, that fall before we recorded the album. Uh, we found our upright bass player, uh, Parker Foley. He brought in our percussionist, um, and we were a five-man band for for a couple of years. And then when we did the last album, Weight of the Sky, uh, that's where we we found our our fiddle player. So it just kind of grew very organically over over the years. Uh, we just kept adding a bit here and a bit there. Yeah, I love were... the blend of I love how you have managed to achieve this really great blend of vocals harmony and then the music there's there's a really great balance in your music i have to say well thank you you know what i mean like the music doesn't overtake the vocals and my man mad cat here he loves lyrics so (laughs) i like lyrics sound harmony balance (laughs) well like i said some some of the lyrics do mean are a lot easier to understand than others but yeah (laughs) A little, little something for everybody, but yeah, we always we really focused on the you know the harmony vocals were, were one of the key things. Um, we were actually a little surprised when we started again. It was just two part harmony, and then when we went to three. Uh, obviously, it, it took it to another level. But we were always surprised that people would react so you know so much to that. And I I have a theory that it's because of shows like American Idol and The Voice. Everyone just thinks it's about this big you know solo singer, but. Uh, the harmonies are just a lot more interesting to me. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually, absolutely. I actually sang in an a cappella group in college, so, of course, I had that kind of, you know, ingrained in me uh, before we ever got to, uh, to to folk band territory. So, All right, well, listen, we're going to take a short break here and let our listeners hear Weight of Sky by the Province of Thieves, and we'll be right back with Brad. Watching you turn 
show we have brad davidson from province of thieves on here what a fantastic interview that was the song weight of the sky fantastic song so brad since these you know we've already been discussing earlier on about how crazy the world's been lately you know um mm-hmm. so what do you got as far as shows coming up here in the near future uh we've actually well interestingly enough we've got a couple of uh, festivals coming up um, although the festivals seem to be the ones that are um, <laughs> a little more tentative these days. Uh, we had a, a really big one for Labor Day weekend. They got canceled at the last minute. But so far, we've got four shows coming up uh, at the beginning of October, the, uh, the first two weekends of October, uh, all outdoor uh, and you know, more festival-oriented. So we're, we're hoping those go off well and uh, are no issues. But we're, we've definitely been looking for, been uh, enjoying getting out and playing again after been, being dormant for, for so long. It's been it's been a little tough not being able to to perform. Yeah, no doubt. I can imagine. I'd feel a little claustrophobic to me after a while. Oh yeah. And I gotta say, it's got to be tough for that one woman that's amongst all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel her pain. Yeah. Or that could go well, the other way, and it could be very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we actually do. We actually have two women: the the, the, the percussionist and our uh, fiddle player. Um, so yeah, but. We, we keep them on their toes, no question. No question. Or is it the other way around? <laughs> well, there's that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> See? I, li- I like to think it one, one way, and they like to think it the other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Feels Like That is your next song. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, this is the song that, that got you this wonderful interview, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even write it. <laughs> but uh, Feels Like That is about love, I think. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just a really great, it's a feel-good song. Not to oh, yeah. be kitschy, but yeah, I, I really like it. I love the beat. It's up, you know what I mean? And rolling down the, you can roll down the highway and it feels like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that one is, uh, that's one of Greg uh, Greg Moore's songs. He wrote that one. Uh, and... Yeah, a lot of a lot of his inspirations come from you know family experiences, and uh, that's one. It's it's a, a lot about his childhood. I mean, you, you you probably you'll catch the the section talking about spending time in his grandmother's house. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, really a great song. So yeah, that was, he he writes some really good stuff. So I was we were excited to play that. I, I especially like that one. Going back to my Irish bazooki, uh, <laughs> our producer. Our, our producer came up with the plan of letting me do a that, that little that little jangly sound in there that sounds like a funk guitar. That's actually an Irish bazooki, oddly enough. <laughs> so that was kind of fun to get to try to take a, a folk instrument and do something a little funkier with it. So, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic song. Greg did a, an excellent job with that one. Well, um, y'all, I think well, y'all add everything to it. You know what I mean? Like somebody may start something. It, it appears to me. I don't know, um, and it seems like everybody kind of adds their own stuff to it, and that's, and that's what makes it so rich. It's, I mean, there's there's an alchemy there, no question. I mean, it's, uh, if if it was just you know me doing my own thing, or, or Greg, or Steve, or or any of them, um, yeah, it would it would kind of have a, a a rather singular you know sound to it. But you you mix all the pieces together, and if uh, if, you, if you can find that balance, like you're talking about, then yeah, you can find some. Uh, yeah, and again, not everything we work on. It, uh, gels quite like that so well i think weight of the sky the whole entire ep is a ride you know what i mean not one song is the same it, it, it really is it and in um kind of like a trip 
You know what I mean? Like, every song is different, and I like that. I like that when you bring different flavors to the table, so to speak. So It's, it's something that we really strive for, honestly, because you, you hear a lot of music, and you get these great sounds, and then... Uh, if uh, unfortunately there's sometimes you, you're listening through an album and, and the songs kind of start sounding the same. So right, not we, the we case here. <laughs> we, definitely, we definitely try to leverage the fact that we've got three different songwriters, that we've got so many different instrument combinations, um, you know, different lead singers. So and then of course just bringing different styles to the table and intentionally trying to choose the songs that are that are going to complement each other without just sounding repetitive. So. Well, listen, Brad, I want to thank you so much and congratulations for making it on our show because uh, we're really excited to get our listeners to hear your music. And um, that's what we, we really do. We agree. support. <laughs> you guys are awesome. This is, uh, this is uh, an amazing, uh, amazing thing for us. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. And uh, with that, I got to ask the final question, which is tell me something about Brad Davidson that not everybody would know. Oh my God! See, when people ask me that, usually I say I'm in a band, but you already know that now. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, something about me. I'm um, well. Actually, one of the things I have always um, hoped to do is uh, write novels. So prior oh. to prior to getting into the band, I actually spent uh, a lot of time, you know, doing creative writing in that sense. So I think a lot of that actually feeds into the. To the songwriting, and it's why you get some of the why I get my, why my lyrics kind of take on the flavor that they do. But yeah, so with any luck, I'll, I'll I, be a novel. I, I get it now. Well. Whiskey saved the world. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. We got gotcha. you. Well, listen. Thank you so much for taking some time and being on the show. And, and again, congratulations on your Reverb Nation win. We're gonna go out with. Feels like that, which is what got them on the show by the Province of Thieves. Go to their website, provenceofthebes.com. Download their stuff. You're going to want this for your playlist, folks. I guarantee it. Always seem to make them fit the holes that they go in And all the traffic lights turn green Right on time, you're headed to the DMV And there's nobody in line It kind of feels like that It kind of feels like that When you bring love, it kind of feels like that didn't even have to ask Boss man raised your pay It doesn't matter what you post We all agree with what you say That day you should have gone to work Instead built pillow forts I don't play the lotto But I found ten bucks in my shorts It kinda feels like that It kinda feels like that When you bring the love It kinda feels like that it kind of feels like that When you bring your love It kind of feels like that Those days when I see the best of you And it's easy just to let your love shine through Maybe even when it isn't going your way Your love is just enough to save the day well, your love is just enough to save the day My granny used to live in that duplex on Hawthorne Lane The cousins would all gather and we'd play this little game My granny, she would yell at us for jumping on her beds But we wouldn't hear a word for singing this stupid song instead Catch that boogie and the boogie and the beat Catch that boogie and the boogie and the beat 
Boogie and the Boogie and the Bee Catch that Boogie and the Boogie and the Bee Catch that Boogie and the Boogie and the Bee It kinda feels like that It kinda feels like that When you bring your love It kinda feels like that It kinda feels like that It kinda feels like that Oh, when you get your love It kinda feels like that Well, I told y'all that I'd put that and now it's time for Indie Radar with Bo Summer. Welcome back to Indie Radar this week on The Balcony Show. We have a very special guest, actually a returning guest, Larry DeVoskin, who's going to give us a quick little lesson about non-fungible tokens. NFTs, and uh, it seems like, Larry, um, a few months ago, I had done an Indie Radar about NFTs, and I just started learning about them. I saw something in some industry email notification, and I started reading up on it. Um, I'm still not able to quite wrap my head around exactly what it is and how can it benefit indie artists, or ca- or can it, you know, like, can you help us navigate exactly um, what NFTs are, how are, how is it affecting the music industry? And I know it goes beyond the music industry. I think I just saw something on the news yesterday that Tiger Woods is getting involved with NFTs. So go figure. Yes. Well, well, thank you. I'm actually, uh, recently taken on a role as vice president of strategic projects for a company called NFT Oasis, which is, doing exactly this so you've come to the right place and if i could simplify it for everyone when you let's say buy a piece of art let's say let's say there's an auction at christie's you get a certificate that says this is actually the thing that is real it was it was created by this person and you are the sole owner of this particular piece of work So all that an NFT is, if I really boil it down to its simplest terms, is a digital certificate of ownership. Okay. Now, NFTs could be one-off thing, like you buy a Picasso and you're the only owner, or it could be a series of things, like artists have done before where they paint a whole sort of limited edition of things, like Andy Warhol soup cans. They're all different colors and different people own different versions. But what the NFT is, is it's a digital certificate of ownership that is on a technology called blockchain. And what blockchain is, is uh, a, a link of computers that all verify each other that your transaction is real and it creates a record that can't be erased. And it's a little different than what we have now with most tech companies and most of, of the things we use online that are hackable. And it's, it's a little different type of technology that's much harder to hack, much harder to fake, because it creates this long record of authenticity. So what people have started doing is they've started first with, with little art and little kind of cute pictures of punks and apes and penguins and things, and they've been putting them up online for sale. And what it does is it creates a community. Like people have been rallying around these things and finding a kind of a gold rush. And like all gold rushes, it has its moments where it's like, you know, stick your pick in the ground and you hit a piece of gold. And so this may come, may go in waves, but the, the idea of NFT is here to stay. And here's how it benefits music artists and, and it can really help is that right now the gatekeepers of the music business you know the record labels spotify things like that are so um you know it's like a traffic jam there's so much traffic on them Forty thousand songs a day come on spotify wow so people have been for instance being discovered for years on other (laughs) alternative things people have been discovered from youtube people have been now discovered from tiktok there are people who were early adopters on tiktok and suddenly they have 20 million fans and followers and the record companies then come knocking and say hey madison beer hey this person that person why don't you do a song why don't we do a record deal because you already have an audience to buy it so nfts are 
what's called the bleeding edge of technology in that people who are now getting into it will potentially be next year or the year after Grammy nominees. So it's an incredible thing that is just at its very beginning. And the thing about this accelerated technology we're having now is that the people who are early adopters, people who got into Instagram first, became Instagram stars. And by the time, for instance, with me, by the time I, I got to Instagram, it was millions and millions of people. And I'm like waving from the back of the room saying, hey, what about me? But right now in the NFT world, it's it's a wild west and anybody can start creating their NFTs on, uh, you know, hosts of different platforms. So how do you start? So how do you start is there's, uh, if it's okay, I'm going to mention a couple of names of a couple of websites for your listeners to check out that are the legitimate ones. They're not okay. the, nothing scammy, but they're the big ones. There's, there is a, uh, there is a, obviously a website called OpenSea, as in the ocean, S-E-A, dot I-O, as in Iowa, Oregon, OpenSea.io. They had a billion dollars worth of NFT transactions last month in the month of August. Wow. That's big freaking business. A billion dollars worth of NFTs traded hands on OpenSea in one month alone. Now, the record business is only in total like maybe a three or four billion dollar a year industry worldwide. So a website just selling NFTs that's almost 25 to 30 percent of that that is a big big thing to take a look at there's another website that's called one of as if as if like this is the only one one of.com they raised 66 million dollars quincy jones is a sort of mentor backer of it i bought an nft by the artist doja cat and i think billy eilish now has an nft on one of and it's geared more toward music makers and music creators and and right now they're to roll it out to get the attention and the press and the notoriety they're rolling out the big names like billy eilish but soon their their model is to let everybody in to let the average independent artist the the, the person trying to get noticed or even make a living from their music uh and, and what they'll do is they'll help you they have you know tutorials and they have instructions so you can go and sign up like you sign up to any website and they'll show you how to take one of your pieces of music and put it online and then what's called minting, which is where you take it from an MP3 or a WAV file and you turn it into this digital asset. And then you set the price and, and the price is actually in cryptocurrency. It okay. could be Ethereum or Bitcoin or Tezos or Polygon. Now, all of these weird sounding names are assets that are traded like gold or silver that are actually worth billions of dollars in total and what nfts have done have, have given them a reason to exist up until now people talk about bitcoin and they say oh scammers use it and this or that and it was really just something that was intended to be like the euro or the dollar or the yen but it, it just turned out to be a way for, to make money you know i i bought bitcoin uh, almost a year ago when it was at $9,000 a coin, and you could, I could just say, I'm going to buy $100 worth. It's at $43,000 today. Wow. So, oh, my goodness. And, and $43,000 is down. Right. So just imagine if I bought that, let's say I put a million dollars into Bitcoin a year ago, it would be worth $4,300,000 today. So that that's good eating, as they say. Yeah. So it, it's, and, and so it's attracted a lot of people to invest because you're making so much more money. Uh, but at the same time, there hasn't been a real use case for it until NFTs came along. Right. And the wonderful thing about it for musicians is that NFTs are just pieces of digital content. It could be a video by an NFL player. It could be a shot that Tiger Woods did that, that helped him win right. a tournament. It could be, uh, you know, anything. Thanks so much, Larry, for joining us this week. Catch Indie Radar with Larry Devoskin Part 2 to learn a little bit more about NFTs next week. Mad Cats, Mad Tricks. Oh, yeah. And on today's Mad Cats, Mad Tracks, right now we have 
the new song from Kind Hearted Thieves, The Way We Fall. We interviewed this guy a few months back. Fantastic guy, Jamie Ramston. So, here we go. The Way We Fall, Kind Hearted Thieves. I will not This is the way we fall In the night You are weak and questioning love So take this time from me Don't drink from my cup The light bends as it breaks your love too bitter to taste, send it to me Your faith so fickle Scarlet lips in the moon whispering blood I aim to speak too soon, my face in the mud the light bends as it breaks Your love too bitter to taste Send it to me Your faith so Amongst villains In the light Of your judgment I'm frozen The blood dark On my feet Empathy distant and weak Send it to me Your faith so on the balcony show and we've come to the another fabulous end of another great show here folk americana you name it we got it yep. this show and he was a fantastic interview he's a good guy well i again you know i i can't stress enough how much i love music music but human music actual music that's made with your hands <laughs> and then, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> instrumentation, I should say. I want to hear the instruments. Yeah. I want to hear the vocals. I want to, you know, I, I, oh, I, I like that so much better than some of the stuff that's yeah, being presented as soon as, today. As soon as you said human music, though, I started immediately thinking of the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, they, they that you could know. be music. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, they do have a, have a kind of natural rhythmic kind of thingamajiggy going on there, and apparently it has something to do with the Fahrenheit too. If you add well, listen, I'm not going to let you two bug me. Oh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so got that. Oh, you're on fire today. <laughs> I am. Just call me Fire Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to get us out of here, and uh, I want to say a special thank you to Province of Thieves, and shout out to our friend, uh, kind-hearted thieves, Jamie Ra- Ramson. 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 Yeah. Jamie Ramson over there in England. Um, you're the man. And he's got a new EP coming out, so check that out. It's now streaming and downloading, so you got to go get that, too. Yes, absolutely. We're the place where the music happens, so... Um, we're going to end things tonight with a song from another one of my favorite brands, The Parachute Brigade, Till I See Stars. Good night, everybody, from The Balcony Show. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Chasing the wind Running in circles Ending up where I begin Reaching for truth
and that's what's up.